Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. A Haunted Resolution. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. in a new year. A new year is upon us. It feels different. I'm tentatively excited about it. But of course, I went down the wormhole because nothing is more fun than horror stories about what could happen, what might happen, themed to the holiday that we're in. So I found some pretty spooky New Year's horror stories on our favorite place in the world, Reddit, and I'm going to read them for you right now, just so you can get a little bit, just a sprinkling of danger and intrigue to start your year. So the first story I have is from J-E-H. This is a New Year's that happened from 2012 to 2013. I didn't have much planned on New Year's Eve. My friend Aaron was having a family party, so he invited me and two other friends to join in. Me, Aaron, Nat, and Anthony are chilling in his basement. At around 9.30, Aaron gets a text from a number he doesn't recognize. It says, yo, I'm outside. So he goes outside to check and finds that no one's there. He comes down and asks if we have that number on our phones, and none of us do. A little while after, Nat gets a text from the same number. It says, yo, I'm outside. She replies, where are you? And then she gets a text back saying, turn around. We were all in the basement together and clearly no one was behind her. So we figured that someone was trying to prank us. At around 1045, I get the text, yo, I'm outside. Same number. So now I'm really curious and I want to figure out who this person is. I text back, all right, I'm coming out. I promptly get a text back saying I'm already inside. Fast forward to around 1210. We're in the new year. We're upstairs with everyone else watching the NBC New Year's show. I decided to text this person. Happy New Year, love you, XOXO, all caps. I did this just to get some sort of reaction, hoping they'd reveal themselves, but I get no reply. Until around one, and I'm sitting on my friend's couch playing games on my phone. It said, I'm waiting by your car. I didn't think too much of it, so I just text back, 
What's my license plate number? It took a few minutes to get a reply, which said, you drive a Honda, right? Big deal. Lots of people drive Hondas. Around 1.30, I'm putting on my shoes to leave and I get another text. I'm ready to leave now. Are you? Now, I can't lie. This was a timely text, so I get a little rattled. But I put on my shoes and I went out to the door. I had to drop off Anthony and Nat, so we walked to my car, and before going in, I checked the back seats in the surrounding area. Nothing in sight. We get in the car. Here's when things get creepy. Now, I could have made a three-point turn and drive out the way I came in, but I was too lazy to reverse. I drove straight, thinking that I knew the area well enough to make the proper turns to get out. I end up making a right turn prematurely, and I quickly realized that I made the wrong turn. My phone vibrates in my jacket pocket, and I got a text. You're going the wrong way. I was shook. I stopped on the side of the road. I wasn't lost or anything. I'm in the suburbs after all. I just made the wrong turn. I stayed put until a couple of cars passed me. I turned to the back seat and asked if Nat or Anthony were playing around and they said they had no idea what was going on. So I tried to put that behind me and continue driving. We come to a stop sign where we had to make a turn to the main road. Anthony's house is on the left. I decide to turn right. As I'm driving, Anthony says, what the hell are you doing? I tell him I just want to see what happens. I drive about a kilometer up and turn into an empty parking lot in a plaza. I do a big circle and then drive out the way I came in. I'm a little relieved at this point, so I pull out and head towards Anthony's house, and then my pocket vibrated again. Stop with the detours. I'm still here. I was shook. I turned off my phone and I left it at that. I didn't drive all the way home. I asked if I could chill at Anthony's for a bit, but I ended up sleeping over. What creeped me out was the timeliness of all the texts, but what sealed the deal was the pronunciation and grammar. I know that sounds silly, but friends don't really text like that edit, just adding that my other friends who were out about on New Year's Eve didn't get any messages, so whoever this person is knew that me, Nat, and Anthony, and Aaron were all together. Edit two, I got the S3 when it came out, and I don't want to carry that number over, but up until then, I had the number on my phone for show and tell. I hated scrolling through my convos and seeing that number. People who I've told this story to have always tried to call the number, but they get a message saying that the number doesn't exist. I haven't dived too deep into this. On one hand, I felt that something really bad could happen if I kept probing it. And nothing that has happened so far, but on the other hand, I don't have any closure and sometimes I get paranoid about getting another message. Edit three. I just remembered that I do have my old phone in the closet still. If you get serious skills, Liam Neeson in Taken type skills, shoot me a message. So if you have phone skills, please shoot a message to J-A-Y-E-H so we can get some closure on this because that is fucking creepy. Okay, you ready for the next one? It's from... H-I-T-S, guitar, and it is from 2014. So I was upstairs when this happened, but my mom and everyone at the New Year's party said this old lady with white Rastas all the way down to her knee-high white boots, all white, everything somehow got into the house. No one saw her get in everything, was locked windows, doors, everything, and she was standing by the Christmas tree. And then she asks if she's at the right party. Everyone says not, and she leaves, but when she did, she dropped two scarves on the doorstep. Nobody knows how she got in, and me and my mom are freaking out because we think that's a symbol of something. And it's not good. Also, when my uncle came by, he saw five guys standing outside still just talking in a circle, so we think some witch-slash-gypsy-fuckery-black-magic shit is going on. Please explain to me or message me on kick. W-P-B-T drums. That's freaky as shit, too. A large run-on sentence, but still incredibly scary. Take a quick, quick break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our last story, a very creepy New Year's Eve story from Sarcastic Bitchy Wolf. Love your Reddit name. This is from Amir three years ago. I'm a longtime reader, first-time poster, so I don't even know if this is the right place to post this on, but I was incredibly terrified, and this still gives me chills, as cliche as it sounds. I know some people say these stories are 100% true for immersion, but believe me when I say this is 100% true. Three of my friends and I were spending the night together on New Year's Eve about a year ago, and we decided we wanted to spend the night in a tent outside really close to the woods. That's your first mistake. Okay. We were laughing and fucking around, you know, normal teenage things. Then we heard this rustling outside in the leaves. Figuring it was just an animal or something, we shrugged it off. At this point, it was nearing midnight, and we had a flashlight in the tent and were blasting music. That's when all hell broke loose. We heard this chirping noise outside. When I say chirping, I don't mean it was like a bird or a raccoon, but this unearthly chirping that didn't sound like any animal at all. In fear we were about to be ambushed, I demanded my friends temporarily turn off the lights and the music. At first, they looked at me like I was crazy, but I strengthened my tone. Turn it all off now. At this point, they knew it was serious, so they turned it all off and listened. There it was again, this unearthly chirping that didn't sound like anything. My friends and I were shitting bricks, but I was a bit braver than the rest of them. I've been taking karate for about four years, nice, and I'm a very tall female capable of taking down a grown man, so I figured I could take whatever was out there, or at least I could carry one of my friends if we had to run away. They all tried to play it cool and said it must have been one of those screamer firework things, but I could tell they were all shitting themselves. We carried on screwing around for a few more minutes, desperately trying to forget about the screech chirping thing outside. Then we heard it again, this time much closer to our tent. This was the first time I could properly hear it. When it made a clearer sound, reality drop kicked me in the stomach. It was fucking big and it was almost right outside our tent. My friends and I were about to shit ourselves. <laughs> a lot of shitting references. So they started asking me questions as to what I thought it was. I was the friend who was into all things paranormal and I still am, but I've never been a paranoid person. So they asked me. I told them just as a suggestion that it could be a skinwalker or a flesh gate, flesh gate, because I read somewhere that they mock the voices of your friends or emit noises that they think would lure out their victims. I only said this because I thought that could explain the scream chirp, but I think they were really scared. We heard it again. At this point, everyone was shitting bricks and one of them eventually called her older brother to come and hang out with us for a while. While he was there, just our luck, we couldn't hear the chirp screech anymore. Damn. We hung out with him for a while until we all decided to go on a walk with him. The walk was fun and my friends were terrified because we were walking around in the dark, but I've always liked the dark, and as it was so vast and mysterious. I was also hoping we would find the flesh gate so my friends would stop acting like stuck-up little shits that weren't scared because I could see they were shitting themselves. Part of me was also terrified to see what would happen if we stumbled across a flesh gate, but her older brother had a knife with him and I was prepared to stab if he wasn't. Fast forward later to the night, we were blasting music again and playing with a multicolored strobe light. Nice. Probably not the best way to avoid being jumped in the night now that I think about it. My friend's brother had left us his knife in case we heard anything else that night. My friends all decided that I was the only one who would be brave enough to actually stab someone or something if it came to it, so I was in charge of holding the six-inch knife all night. Thankfully, it was in a sheath because despite my training, I'm quite clumsy, especially this late into the night. I couldn't help myself taking the knife out of the sheath because it was so interesting and beautiful looking. There it was again, the same fucking chirp screech. I unzipped the tent to look, knife drawn, and heard something scurry away into the woods. Since my friends didn't hear it, I left it alone. 
Everything was fine for the rest of the night, that is, until I was the only one awake. I heard this horrible scream howl, much more blood-curdling than the chirps. It kept getting closer to the tent and then backing away, like it somehow knew that I was the only one awake. It circled us, made itself sound distant, then come back with another howl. One of my friends briefly awoke and told me it was probably someone having a party, but I could tell she was just saying that so she could get back to sleep. Me, however, I could go for three days straight without having to sleep once. I was perfectly fine without sleep unless I had a long day of school the next day or something. Believe me when I say I didn't let my guard down once. I listened to this thing in the location and the cries took place. I wasn't about to let some fucking flesh gate or some shit come and kill my friends and I on a night that was supposed to be fun. I drew the knife a few times and practiced slashing the air in case it attacked, but it never did. The fucker just spent hours taunting me, trying to draw me out. I was incredibly tempted to run out there just to get a look at it, but I knew that that was exactly what it wanted, waiting for me not to be in a group so it could pick the thread off, then my friends. There was no way in hell I would let it anywhere near my friends. The older brother had left to go to a friend's house later that night as well, and the friends we were all staying with lived with her grandma, grandma, so no strong men. I lived around the neighborhood and both my mom and my dad were home. My dad is a big guy standing at six foot two and strong as hell, but it would be too far to run. I couldn't go out there to see what it was even if I wanted to. Even though I'm pretty damn fast, I was weak considering how late it was and I would become this thing's prey. Knowing this, I just laid back, knife at the ready, listening in absolute horror. You don't know what true vulnerability is until you're on the outskirts of the woods in a tent with three lives in your hands while some paranormal creature is hunting you, teasing you, and you only have a close combat weapon that you're not even certain would put a scratch in it. I sat there in silence until around six in the morning when I was certain that it stopped. I couldn't take it anymore. The damn thing had driven me insane. My work there was done and I was certain it was gone. I left the knife on my pillow and a note that said I went home and I wasn't dead so I could reassure my friends when they woke up later on. I began to walk home to my house with the streets poorly illuminated by street lamps. There weren't that many, leaving a fuck ton of dark spaces that I couldn't see even if I tried. To make matters worse, ten times worse, my glasses were smudged and I could barely see a fucking thing out of them. I knew it was better to my advantage if I kept them on though because I'm blind as a bat. I scanned my surrounding, my whole way there, keeping my eyes in every direction this thing could attack me from. The fucker was probably just waiting to get me alone, but I wasn't going to let it do anything to me. When I finally got to my house, the door was unlocked to my relief so I could get in without my parents hearing me. Unfortunately, this was five in the morning, and as I mentioned before, clumsy as ever, so I bumped into everything as I tried to navigate myself to my room where I forced myself to go to sleep. After that, when they asked, my friends would say it was a screamer firework or some animal, but I can tell they were scared just trying to make sense of it all. I tried to make sense of it too, but I couldn't. I knew what I heard was much worse than they could have imagined. They probably thought I mentioned flesh gates and skinwalkers just to scare them, but I truly believe it was one of the two. Nothing like this has ever happened again, but there's a reason that we haven't slept outside in a while. Post too long, I'll sum it up. Friends and I camping outside the woods were being hunted by a flesh gate. There. Don't get me wrong. I still love the dark, but this turned us all away from it for a bit. Feel free to send me questions or comments and I'll update it if I ever have a similar experience or Mr. Fleshgate has come back for a round two. I may share some of my other scary paranormal experiences in the future, but until then, please be careful while you're camping anywhere. You never know what will be lurking in the dark. Happy New Year. Four years of karate. <laughs> proficient with a knife. Can go without sleep. Shitting themselves. For days. Shitting themselves. Shitting themselves. For three days. Sounds legitimate. I love the fact <laughs> the older brother's like, here's a very, very long knife. Obviously, people with obvious imaginations and mm-hmm. Sure. I love it's just like it's like combat. Like I I'm I can run fat. Like it's very like I love stories like that. I love like scrappy, like, how do I save my friends? But then you leave your friends, you know? I love it. 
I love yeah, it. It kind of just doesn't add up. <laughs> the last one's a little bit, but I don't know how old these people are. They're all like high schoolers. I love a good high school terrified story. You don't know when it starts. You don't know when it ends. Everyone's then, shitting themselves. Yeah. And I love that the other people were so terrified that they're like, we're going to go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. We're we're scared. And then I love that they're playing with strobe lights again. <laughs> and they're like, hey, listen, person who's obviously like a survivalist or like mm-hmm. has ambitions of being survivalist, you hold this very, very large knife. Yeah. And then this turns into a true crime episode <laughs> that we love do. it. I love it. So happy New Year's. 2021 will be better than this story. And keep a knife by you at all times because you don't know what kind of thing will be outside your tent. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.